Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. I am so excited to be here. It's uh, Thursday. It's our Thursday Bold Predictions episode. And uh, I'm waving my hands in the air in excitement. Like I just don't care. Like I just don't care in excitement for our Bold Predictions episode. I started writing the notes down for this. Oh, I boy. started... Uh, I started putting have actual my thoughts factual together. Evidence behind factual your takes? evidence behind I my don't. takes. That's the best part about hot takes. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I there got is no, no facts. there is no facts, there no, is no facts. evidence. This is just straight out of the oven. Also, I read a tweet earlier today that says that I believe tomorrow is the first official training camp day for one team what and i don't remember who it is it's probably like the titans or something yeah stupid. it's oh yeah it's either the titans i'm or surprised like, bill didn't try to come up with the earliest <laughs> time to do training camp no dude they play mini golf now we're patriots fans in case this is the first time you're listening so when we refer to bill we're talking about coach belichick 90 oh, percent yeah. <laughs> of our audience just tuned out yeah they just yeah the Patriots. We don't brag what? about being Patriots fans. No, we don't. Six, six. Okay, all right. Now you just. <laughs> it is time for our bold predictions mm. show. Before we get into our bold prediction and a quick question to start the show, uh, be sure to go over to Twitter and follow us or like us or whatever you want to call it on Twitter at the FF champs, Instagram at the fantasy champions on Facebook and on facebook.com forward slash the fantasy champions subscribe wherever you listen, wherever you're listening right now, take the time just to hit the subscribe button. Most likely it's on Apple click. I don't even know where the subscribe button is on Apple, but you'll find it eventually. Uh, and, and if you are on Apple, make sure you go down below and, and leave a review. And uh, I keep saying I'll stop, but this time I'll, I'll keep going. I don't know if you can listen to the show and leave a review at the same time. That's probably possible. Uh, well, there's only one way to find out. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> Try it right now. Uh, and go to YouTube. Click the bell for notifications. Leave a comment on any of our videos. Uh, and uh, share this podcast with your friends. Let's get started with an icebreaker question. Okay. I'm extra excited. I don't know what it is today. Hey, you're getting is it the fact that? <laughs> is it the fact that training camp starts soon? Or is the fact that I just get to... Spit some bold takes that I've been holding in to make myself not look like again. It's definitely the last one. <laughs> Let's start off with an icebreaker question. Who okay. is your favorite player that's not in the top 20 for the 2019 season? Okay. Will you kill me if I say... <laughs> oh, no. We both know Am I, I not, want to... I'm not I, ready for this. Are, we both I know I really want to say... <laughs> Enlighten me. My well, so this is kind of an odd question, first of all, <laughs> because who is my favorite player outside of the top twenty? Yeah, because I didn't want is, you to take McCaffrey. Well, the, who who's my real favorite player? McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, dude. that's right. Okay, okay. he's thirty two. Okay, Wait, no quarterbacks allowed. So <laughs> you gonna you were gonna take Patrick Mahomes? You loser. <laughs> you freaking kidding? Okay, me? so here's a guy who's. Oh, not in the top gross. 20, but I think he probably should be, okay. which might surprise some people. That's Leonard Fournette. The dude right now is ranked 32, which if he falls to me in our draft, and 
I have the 10th overall pick, so that's, what, 29th, I think? Yeah. Whatever it is. The last pick in the third round, and I take him. I'm going to turn up, man, because I think this guy has the potential to be a top five running back this yeah. year. And I'm not even kidding. Maybe, maybe like, when I say top five, like fifth. But he has that kind of ceiling where he right. is going to be the focal point of that offense. He right. is the guy. Mm-hmm. And when he's out there, he's a machine. Like, he consistently is an RB1 when he is on the field. Now, injuries are legitimate concern. Right. He's dumb, some people will say. Legitimate <laughs> concern. Off-the-field issues type things, like yeah. getting suspended and whatnot. Right. right. But you can say those things about, I mean, I say this all the time, you can say those things about a lot of guys in this league. You can say that about guys in, in the, the top NFL, 10. yeah. Melvin Gordon, you could say that about. You could say that about Zeke. You could say that about, like, Todd Gurley, obviously. What about the injuries, though? Does that concern you at all? It does a little bit, but not as, like, it's the same as Melvin Gordon to me. There, there are people who are actually, because there, there are two types of injuries. Mm-hmm. There are the injuries that you can fully recover from, and then there are the injuries that you can't fully recover from. Yeah. The ones that linger and hold. Um, and usually ankle and leg injuries kind of linger for and, quite a while. And I believe Leonard Fournette had ankle problems last year. So I don't know if that's going to affect him. I'm not a doctor. I couldn't tell you. But I think that – I don't disagree with you. I think Leonard Fournette's really good. But he's been a guy that for some reason I've been like back and forth on. I've been okay. like, okay, I really want him. Okay, I really don't. Okay, I really want him. Okay, I really don't. Fortunately for me, like ninety percent of the leagues I'm drafting in, I'm probably not going to end up with them. Yeah. So, um, but I don't disagree with you. Okay. But your love affair with uh, Leonard Fournette has just begun. It has. He's on the list now. He's on the now, list. Who now, who is uh, who's your lover? This is this is going to be a surprising little take okay. for you. And maybe not considering the last few weeks, but Aaron Jones. Oh, that is a, that's a little surprising. Because uh, you know how I felt about Aaron Jones last year. Yeah, you absolutely. I think it was. You I actually think it was because he was me. on your team. Yes, I remember. I was like, dude, I got this like running back. Nobody's talking about Aaron Jones because you said I had a big problem at flex, and I picked him off up off the waiver wire. I think, and he had like two straight weeks of fifteen points or something like that. And I was yeah. like, dude, he's really good. And you're like, no, he stinks. Aaron Jones blows. He blows. He's a terrible running back. Yeah. Now here we are. Tables have turned, haven't they? I was gonna take Kenyon Drake, but. <laughs> That's kind of going off the board a little yeah. bit. Uh, we'll talk about him later. So Uh-oh. that's <laughs> it's a little bit concerning. Uh, I like Aaron Jones because of a couple of things. He's extremely he's an extremely talented tight end. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on our tight end show. Yeah, I'm still a mess from our tight end show. Um, I haven't recovered. Extremely talented running back who has shown. When he can, when he gets the opportunity, he can produce. The problem with Aaron Jones has been the problem that you've seen with a guy like, by the name of, like I've said, Kenyon Drake. Mm-hmm. It's been coaching. It's been, oh, we want to use Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. And the concern for me with Aaron Jones, the only thing that I'm worried about is Matt Lafleur took half a season trying to figure out how the freak to use Derrick Henry. And if that happens to Aaron Jones, a lot of people are going to be very low on him and and are going to fade him for most of the season, if not all of it. And that has been the one thing that has held me back. But I think he's going to get the opportunity. Um, this is a guy who finished with who finished the last couple years with one fantasy point per opportunity. Yeah. 
And no, it's been and if he gets 250 touches, 260, 270 touches, this is a guy that could finish in the top 10. And to get him in the third round is absolutely crazy to me. Like I I think that like third or fourth, sometimes in the fourth round, this guy's falling sometime in the fourth round at times. Like it is just to me, I think Aaron Jones is the guy that I'm going to go with. I have a man crush on him and I'm going to ride that until uh until I die. I, I don't disagree with that. I like Aaron Jones. He's yeah. I I wouldn't take him over Leonard Fournette. I know you probably will though. No. Oh, you really? Probably not. No. Well, I, I don't I don't remember what my rankings say. Let's see. I mean, the Fancy Pros has Aaron Jones ranked ahead of him. Really? Yeah. So interesting. I don't think that Leonard Fournette's going ahead of Aaron Jones though at this point. Right. Aaron Jones is ahead of Leonard Fournette as of right now. In ADP. Hmm. Flip. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me check uh, the fancy football calculator. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Aaron Jones is ahead of Leonard Fournette by two slots. What? Both going in the third round, though. Well, anyway, those are our favorite players that aren't in the top twenty. Um, I was gonna do something like uh, ask a question about a player that we really shouldn't love, but we still do. <laughs> oh. If that was the case, I'd still love. I'd you. still say Mahomes. I mean, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Leonard Fournette. Let's just move into our bold prediction segment of the show. You're gonna the main event. Yeah, I've waited all off season for this one show, just so I can spew nonsense and get away with it and use yeah actual facts and evidence like it'll prove something. So uh, I'm gonna start. Yeah, with my uh, with my bold prediction and my bold take. Okay. Which one should I choose first? The hottest one or the... the Were you going to say the hottest one or the spiciest one? (laughs) I think they're both the same. Um, I'll start off with with Derrick Henry. And this is not the spiciest or hottest take on this This list. This is kind of the lightest one, actually. Yeah, this is kind of light. I'll start off with this one to ease people into my my psychoticness. Uh, Derrick Henry is probably going to be... No, you know what? Derrick Henry will be a massive bust this year. Oh, there it is. People are investing second, third, fourth round picks in a guy who can't pass catch, who was awful 90% of last year, um, and he's game, he's completely game script, game script dependent, and he's in a new system. So you're telling me that Derrick Henry is going to come out next year and shred the field and destroy their opponents, destroy his opponents like he did in one game last year or two games two. or whatever it was? Two and a half, actually. Derrick Henry is just not a great running back. And in a half PPR setting solid. and a PPR setting, he, he he's capped. That's my problem with Derrick Henry mostly, is that he's capped to a, 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 a top, I want to say 12 finish. Like the highest he'll go is 12. And I think the reason behind that is because all he's going to do is run the football. And there are way better running backs who can catch balls. Like there there are running backs that can do what he does on the ground and catch the football. And so I think with Derrick Henry, the reason why I think he's going to be a massive bust is because he like he can't pass catch and 75% of the season if you take out those two really good games he had. Yeah. He averaged like three yards a carry. So, but is that maybe a thing where the Titans are like, oh, he's actually good. We should use him now. 
they utilized him even before that. It was just how they utilized him that changed. But Matt LaFleur is so, no longer the offensive coordinator. They have a new offensive coordinator now. So maybe he saw things that they did with Derrick Henry and I don't know might what the want to utilize the coordinator is for the uh Ooh, that's that's a question I'd lose on. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I have no idea. And this question for a million dollars, who is the Titans off- new offensive coordinator? Oh. <laughs> um I believe it was the tight end coach, but I'm not entirely sure. Oh, promotion from within with the Tennessee Titans offense. That's great strategies. Hey, but that goes against your Derrick Henry point, though, because maybe it's like, oh, we've seen what we did with Derrick Henry last year. Let's continue. They promoted their tight end's assistant to offensive coordinator. Wow, that's (laughs) interesting. His name is uh, Arthur Smith. So, hey, maybe they do use him. I don't know. I just don't think that there's going to be a, it was the more I looked at his numbers, the more scary it got for me. That was kind of the biggest thing. Derrick Henry is definitely like a boomer bust. Player. He's like over the first over the first twelve games of the season, Rick. He had 128 attempts, six 474 yards, 3.7 yards a carry, five touchdowns, yeah. with 15 targets and 12 receptions. So he he's not going to do anything for you through the air. He prorates out 171, 632, and seven touchdowns, which is absolute garbage. So if you take those two or three games away where he played really well, then you have a crappy running back and a crappy system and a crappy offense that's being run by the assistant tight ends coach. (laughs) He's just going to be a massive bust. That's my hot take. Massive bust. Okay. Go ahead with yours. I... I'm not like fully against that because I think he is a boomer bust guy. I actually like Derrick Henry though. I I don't like where he's getting taken though. Yeah. But so, but I, like if he I, was like a sixth or seventh a, round pick, I'd take. be okay. I just I think the value is where just is he like so, third round right now? Fourth yeah, round? Like I think it's so far off from what he actually is because people are so hyped up on Derrick Henry. He's yeah fourth round. It's just like I would take him in the sixth or seventh. But I don't want to draft him knowing that he's going to be a starter on my team. Because then he busts and it's like, it's another. This is what I see. He has Jordan Howard written all over him. Would you take Carrion Johnson or Derrick Henry? Carrion Johnson. Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry? Josh Jacobs. Okay. David Montgomery's going in the fourth round right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. What don't, the heck don't happened? Me. He just. People watched a right. few videos on him on YouTube and <laughs> he got they watched sweaty. their mixtape, college mixtape. <laughs> no, it's it's even worse than that. His workouts with his oh, trainer. All right, juking around trash cans and. <laughs> I want I want you to tell me how hot this take is because I can't see the oven right now. Is this your you gotta, uh, is this your bold prediction? You gotta you gotta tell me. Yes, this is my bold prediction. <laughs> you gotta you gotta tell me what the oven is set on when I take this out. All right. Okay. Here we go. Bold prediction. <laughs> 450. Right. It's getting hotter. Carson Wentz will be a top five quarterback this year in fantasy football. That's like 300. Also, it's like a moderate. It's so a we're moderate both take. we're both starting off with moderate takes. Yeah, moderate though. takes. I think we've I've said this in previous shows with Carson Wentz. Yeah. He to me will be a top five quarterback in fantasy this year. I know that's a bit. I think he's ranked tenth right now. Yeah. And he's going like in the tenth round ish. So to say he's top five is definitely a stretch a little bit. But here's why I say that. He's coming off the ACL injury now, two years removed. Okay. So if you look at previous quarterbacks coming off big injuries like that, it usually does take them a year. Tom Brady 
when Aaron Rodgers had his big injury, he wasn't the same the very next year. Peyton Manning, same thing. Yeah. It usually does take quarterbacks a full year to kind of get readjusted to everything, especially for Carson Wentz, who is a young quarterback. It was his third year in the league. Yeah. Or actually, was it his third year in the league? Yes, it was his third year in the league when he got injured. So he's still developing anyway. So it doesn't help that he had to deal with that right. as well. So statistically speaking, people kind of like, oh, like someone like you who drafted him early. Burns. Like, yeah, he stunk. It was just one good year. Well, was it one good year by a second-year quarterback that fantasy-wise was going to be the number one fantasy quarterback? Yeah. I mean, he finished in 2017. He played 13 games. He finished fifth. He was only 20. I just looked it up. It was like He was like 15 fantasy points away from finishing number two. In three games, in three less games played, yeah. So he chances are He's a number two quarterback in fantasy over twelve. If weeks. he absolutely blew in the last three weeks, he was still going to finish number two. And if mm-hmm. he was what he was pretty much doing in the last twelve weeks, he had a really good chance of finishing number one. Yeah. So he was fantastic that year. Last year, obviously, we know was not great at all. Where, where did he finish last year? Do you know? I'll pull it up right now. It wasn't. I don't think it was top ten, though, was it? And if it was, it was like barely top ten. But no, again, the no, full year move, he wasn't even close. Yeah, twenty-two. Oh wow! Did he? But he didn't play. He played like half the season last year, didn't he? He did miss the first four weeks and the last four weeks. So half the season, yeah. Um, it says he played eleven games though. So maybe I was. Wrong he probably that. came in, or was like, I think Nick Foles came in for. Came in for him for one game. All and then he had the he game sucked. where he had minus like two points too. <laughs> so you have to take that into account. But yeah, he was not great last year. But the offense has gotten better on paper. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson is a very solid move that not a lot of people are talking about. He's got, a, again, a full year being healthy. Their running game has improved. Their offensive line, they've added a few things here and there. Their whole team overall. I th- I think personally will be good this year right. and better than what they were last year, and honestly, I see him as being a top five fantasy quarterback. I don't disagree with you. Um, I think you're a little bullish on Carson Wentz lately, but we both are, so I'll take it. Uh, Carson Wentz. Here's the big thing, and I've I've said this before, is you can't allow something like because I drafted Carson Wentz in probably the worst possible spot, fifth round. Sixth round. And oh, sixth round. I could have gotten Joe Mixon. Ooh, and I hurts. I took Carson Wentz and said, and I've talked about that before in our in our uh you know personal league. Um and I think that for me, I could look at that and say, Carson Wentz burned me, I'm backing off, I don't want to be near this guy, I don't want to have anything to do with him. Right. Or I could look at it and say, in his arguably his MVP season in twenty seventeen, he finished with you know, a QB two finish, a number two overall quarterback finish over the course of twelve games, and he still finished in the top five, even though he missed some por- some parts of the end of that season because of his ACL injury. Um, last year, he was recovering from that ACL injury. There was a lot of shifting in the offense. Uh, they just came off of a Super Bowl win, which never really works out for teams anyway. Yeah. So, um, I think for Carson Wentz, he will improve this year. My thing with Carson Wentz is the fact that they're going to have to, he's going to have to get back. He's going to have to go from average quarterback to 
MVP level again in order to get in the top five. And I think that is where the law, the line is drawn where I think he can do it. He's mm. done it before. It's just a matter of can he get back to that. He's got the talent around him. He's got a good offensive line. We'll see if he can do it. But I don't know if he will. That's okay. the, that's why I won't step into the bull take yet. <laughs> so. I think I think he will. And if he doesn't though this year, yeah, I'm not sure he ever will. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be a very telling year for Carson Wentz. He ever gotta, will again. I should say his biggest his biggest thing too is staying on the field because yeah. the question is how well, how much of that how much of the season did he suffer? You know that back injury, like because I remember I had him starting when he had that negative. <laughs> The negative fantasy point week where he yeah. was just completely oh, wow. awful. Oh, that is right, yeah. Um, and I I started him that week, and so for me it was just a, you know, a matter of trying to figure out why that happened. Uh, it, I think it was because he threw three picks, I believe, because he threw 156 yards and three picks. So mm-hmm. what is that? Four fantasy points minus six. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> so, but outside of those games, I mean, he had some really good games during the season. And he was not a bad quarterback um, per rate out his whole season. He had 4,471 4, yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, and he did a little bit of running, 135 yards on the ground. So he wasn't a bad quarterback um, last year. And I think if you if you were to take him, what did I say? You finished 12? Yeah. If you were to look at his numbers, and I mean, uh, 22, I'm sorry. Uh, you were to give him those 17 more points per game in the last six games that he would have played, um, you can definitely see him finishing in maybe the top 12, I want to say. Um, yeah, he would have finished with, let me just do the math really fast. He would have finished with 303 fantasy points, which would have put him at number seven if he played the rest of the season. So he had some big bus games. He had some situations where it didn't work. Is it unreasonable for Carson Wentz to jump into the top five this year? No. I just don't know if he will. Okay. That's fair. Are you ready for my uh, my number two bold take? Yeah, go for it. So this one's a little bit hotter. Turn the stove up, and I'll finish with my okay. hottest take. Do, 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 do. Um, Kenyon Drake will finish as a low-end RB1. Oh, that is a hot take. We might have to turn that a little up. Is Hold it, on, let me get my called on bold for this. predictions. So let's let's if I get this right, this is a bold prediction. Yes, it's a bold prediction. Um, Kenyon Drake. Dude, I hope will one finish. of us gets something like very right. Derek, uh, Derek Henry. Wow, <laughs> your guy. I've talked about the fantasy point per opportunity for running backs before. Yep. Um, and Kenyon Drake is one of those guys. He finished with 198 fantasy points last year. I think it was a low-end RB2. Um, Kenyon Drake, to me, if you were to look at him this year, and last year the problem with him was more specifically is that he didn't get opportunities. So if you look at him this year, what, what in the past, what was his problem? Um, Adam the fact Gaze. that Frank Gore was Frank ahead Gore, of him. Adam Gaze. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, Kenyon Drake has had, he's been in the league for the entirety of Adam Gase's existence with the Dolphins. And for me, when you look at a guy like Kenyon Drake, he is talented. He's, a ta- he's talented enough and productive enough to be a high-end running back in this league. A lot of yeah. people look at him, you got to look at his numbers and you have to look at his efficiency to see what type of player he is. He's, he's very good. He's not being properly used. 
So for me, they're compl- a complete change in system. You get basically what the Patriots have coming in. The only guy you have behind Kenyon Drake is Kalen Balaj at this point. They didn't add anybody at the running back position. And Kenyon Drake's going to come in. He's a pass catching back. He knows how to, he gets five yards to carry on the ground and he gets one fantasy point per opportunity. If this guy touches the ball 250 times, which I don't think is unreasonable, he will get 240 to 250 fantasy points, which is what a top 10 finish in fantasy mm. football. A lot of people are looking at Kenyon Drake and they're saying, and I've been waiting so long to say this. A lot of people are looking at Kenyon Drake and saying, okay, I'm going to wait till the sixth and seventh round to take him. And, you know, and uh, like you see him and you see other guys and you're like, I'm not going to take Kenyon Drake. I'll take Tariq Cohen or I'll take somebody else. Yeah. I'm going to take Kenyon Drake. And the reason why I'm going to take Kenyon Drake is because I think he's the Joe Mixon of this draft. I think he's the Joe Mixon of the fantasy football this year where he's in the fifth, late fifth, early sixth round. You'll snag him and he'll end up being a, a top 10 running back. And next year, people will be drafting him far too high. And then he'll fall. If he'll fall like to the Patriots system, or he'll become a free yeah. agent and go somewhere where he can be good. But Kenyon Drake is just far too efficient and far too good not to utilize so if you're a smart their, coach. Um, who's their offense coordinator? Chad O'Shea, who is the quarterback coach of the New England Patriots. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, it's a Patriot right. system. Thing. Yeah, and you saw how they utilized. They they don't necessarily. So they do nec- like to use. New England does like to use multiple running backs. I think that's more specifically because Bill likes to put multiple backs on a team and say, let's use, he likes to utilize players for specific purposes. So he likes Sony Michelle's, the ability for Sony Michelle to run the football. He likes yeah. Damian Harris's change of pace. He likes the fact that James White can catch the ball. Kenyon Drake can do all of that. And Kalen Balaj is a good, a good running back. So to back him up, I think the biggest thing is that what the Patriots do is they utilize a player, a player's abilities. So, and that's what Patriots players always do. Like a lot of people are like, what do you mean? And no one, no, everyone else does the same thing. Well, no, you sign one guy and you do one thing. Do your job. The Patriots bring in guys who do things really, one thing really, really good. Maybe not the like James White would never be a good running back, running back like a running running back. Yeah, but he's a really good pass catching back, um, and so the Patriots utilize that. They're Probably gonna, one of the best in the league, honestly. Very right. underrated at that. Right, and so I think I think the way that the Dolphins are going to utilize Kenyon Drake is going to be to his talents, and his yeah. talents are pass catching, and his talents are running, and I think they'll utilize him in both. Look, I don't think it's unreasonable for him to get two hundred and fifty touches. So That's why I like I actually. I mean, I don't agree with your take. I think that's a little too hot for me. But the idea that he could be the next Joe Mixon and people are kind of sleeping on him, he's going in the sixth round, but he could be a low-end RB1, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. I just really don't see that happening. With the amount of talented running backs there are in this league for him to finish as a top-10 running back this year, it's gonna he's going to have to do a lot. First of all, I think... Yeah. The offensive line, I'm not too familiar with the Miami Dolphins offensive line, i got to be honest with you. But last time I checked, they were pretty garbage. Their their quarterback... And the efficiency for Kenyon Drake was still there, which shows you something. Yeah. Did it get better, though? Their Kenyon line? Drake or the offensive line? The line. I don't know. I don't think they... Yeah. <laughs> I don't really keep up with Dolphins line moves, to be honest yeah. with you. But I don't think it's very good. This will be the last year I love Kenyon Drake, by the way. If he doesn't succeed. Oh, yeah. The whole team blows, though. 
too. Yeah. So you know what that means. Don't make fun of him. Kenyon Drake, he's got, well, he's got to do good. Yeah. But if they go down early in games, like, they're just going to throw the ball, like, 40 times. Yeah. Like I most think, crappy teams in the NFL. So the, the, the metrics that, I, you know, I've used these metrics before, but the four metrics that I like to use to determine whether a running back is actually good or not, which Derrick Henry completely failed, which is why I, I put Derrick Henry on uh, a down okay. cast spell. Um, evaded tackles. Okay. Kenyon Drake had 60, which ranked 13th in the NFL on... Okay. Pretty solid. 120 carries. 60 out of 120 is pretty... Yeah. <laughs> that that means the offensive line blew. <laughs> that, yes. Yeah. Um, his juke rate was... <laughs> it sounds, sounds like a, a Madden rating. It does sound like a Madden rating. I wish I could see the metric, but it's glitching out. Uh, 34.7%, which was number seven in the NFL last year. His yards created per carry ranked number 20 at 1.52. Um, and then his yards created was number 24 with 263. I think those two metrics are a little bit warped just because of the fact that he didn't get a lot of opportunity running the football. Um, so for me, when I look at when I look at Kenyon Drake, he didn't benefit from an offensive line at all. Um, in fact, one of the one of the hardest things for running backs to do is to run against base front carries mm-hmm. and and that's not a stacked front it's just uh whether you're facing three or four down linemen that's just what you're facing nfl running backs have the hardest time running on a base front in a stacked front so he had 4.7 yards per carry on a stacked front 4.7 yards a carry on a base front and then a light front he had 4.3 yards a carry. so he was actually worse against a good you know <laughs> attack i guess yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what to say Good formation but so he had he had a pretty good opportunity i think for him it's just opportunity it's 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 getting more carries it's getting more targets do you watch him trade for a veteran running back yeah that would suck i'd completely die gordon yeah oh oh my god um but he had 61 percent of the snap and 45 percent of opportunity which is low for a running back so for me, I think Kenyon Drake is going to be a. I think he's going to be a low end RB one, and that's my that's my uh, my bold take for that. Okay. <laughs> you know, Kenyon Drake being a RB one, it's kind of yeah, kind of bold, I guess. So uh, since we're getting a little bolder, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> See your bold your bold predictions are using. You're using a lot of like analytics, yeah, and facts. Yeah. I'm not really doing that with my bold prediction. I'm just using my alien brain <laughs> that I got from <laughs> Area 51. My alien All right. brain says this is a bold prediction. Okay, so don't roast me. This is this is the point. Is to say dumb stuff <laughs> or say something you believe in. I do. Yeah, I mean, in my heart. This is what my heart says. Okay. Yeah. Corey Davis. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I will disagree with this one. We'll finish as a top 12 fancy wide receiver this year. Wow. That is bold. Yeah. I told you I was cranking That's up spicy. the oven a little bit. All right. Explain yourself and then I'll decimate Destroy me. <laughs> so I've always had my love and affection for Corey Davis. Yep. You know, he's probably my favorite wide receiver in the league, which I know is <laughs> kind of, yeah. I thought that was Julio Jones. 
No, dude. It's Corey Davis by far. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason I'm saying this right now, and he's ranked, I think, 30. I love how you spiced it down by saying top 12. Yeah, I wanted. I was going to go top 10, but that's just that that that's just too much. Although top 12 is really not too much different. Um, so here's here's my thing with Corey Davis. He is an insanely talented wide receiver. He was the fifth overall pick. He's so he's yeah. got all the talent in the world. He's honestly, I think, as talented as some of the top receivers in the league. Mm. Obviously, production hasn't been there yet. He has gotten better each year, though. This right. is his third year in the league. I want to say. Yes. Yeah, I could be wrong, but no, it is. It, it yeah, it is his third year in the league. What is considered the big jump year for receivers? Third. So this. Fourth. Yeah, third or fourth, but so this is this could be one of the big jump years, and I'm gonna lay it out bold prediction that this is the jump year for Corey Davis. He, I think, will get probably. I don't want to say all the targets because yeah. they signed Adam hum- Humphreys, right? So he'll get a lot of slot targets, but right. other than that, Corey Davis will get pretty much all the targets on the team. Mm-hmm. I think they do want to use Derrick Henry more this year, right? However, they struggled so much last year using Deion Lewis and the Titans overall offense wasn't it last I think yes no, I don't think it was last but it was it bad. was I, I'm pretty sure it was, it was the 31st was it was like it was one of the three worst oh, offenses well, in the I just yawned in the microphone and talked yeah, at the same time is it because I'm talking about Corey Davis yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I forgot what I, what I was saying now that you yawned but what I will say so another thing you'll probably bring up is the quarterback he has Marcus Mariota as his quarterback, bro. They're it's not going to switch to Ryan Tannehill. That's already been confirmed. Well, so, right. Ryan Tan, my hill. Marcus Mariota's favorite target, though, is Corey Davis. And Marcus Mariota is like 95% chance going to get hurt, right? Like, he's not going to. Because yeah. last year, one of the reasons I think the, their offense was You're so trying. bad. Of course I'm trying, bro. This is my take. <laughs> he's like. It's my guy. Oh, it's Corey Davis. I'm trying to look at Blaine Gabbard. Wow. That's so, not the guy you were looking for. It is actually the guy I'm looking for. You know why? You know Blaine Gabbard played in half the games last year for the yeah. Titans? Yep. Are you telling me Ryan Tannehill, if that happens again, which it probably will because it's Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill is not a massive upgrade over Blaine Gabbard? Uh, I wouldn't say massive. I would say massive because I think upgrade. Blaine Gabbard's the, probably the worst quarterback in the NFL. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> with and Ryan Tannehill, I think is almost underrated. Like, he's actually pretty good when he's healthy. He's actually decent, and he's never had a receiver, in my opinion, he's never had a receiver as good as Corey Davis. Yeah. So, what I'm saying here is, a lot of the guys, I think. So, if I'm looking at receivers, and I say he could be top twelve, I say he will be top twelve. If I pull up the receivers list, do 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 do. I think so. There's a few guys that it will definitely be like top ten receivers, like Hopkins, Adams, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Odell, Juju. Then you got guys that I think could be iffy. I think T.Y. Hilton could have an off year. I'm not too sold on T.Y. Hilton just because has he ever been a top ten fantasy wide receiver? I don't think so. They added more depth. Jack Doyle, my your boy Jack Doyle might be healthy for a whole year. There's just a lot of talent spread out on that team. Yeah. And he's injury prone. I have my doubts about T.Y. Hilton. Oh, uh, I can make him better, and he ends up being a top ten. He could be, but I don't. I, I'm just saying. I don't. I don't. I don't know. 
I have my doubts about a lot of guys in that range. I have my doubts about Keenan Allen, believe it or not. T.Y. Hilton was a top five receiver in 2016. Oh my gosh, was he? Yep. That's That came out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, no stats, bro. Stats. Dude, we this is bold predictions. We don't talk about stats. Yeah. Keenan Allen. I'm not. The I'm not too there. sold about Keenan Allen either. I'm more just like the Philip Rivers thing and old quarterbacks. But yeah. I could see him taking a drop off. There's like after you get to like the sixth or seventh receiver to me, or like seventh or eighth. Yeah. Even like Antonio Brown is a boomer bust player this year. Right. right. Would most people would agree with that? So I think there is a chance that somebody, mm-hmm. whether it's like a lot of people are saying like DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd, right. Dante Pettis, like there's a guy that's going to take a jump. Who's it going to be? I'm just saying Corey Davis has as good a chance as anybody. Um, I'm going to say these really fast because we got to move on to uh, the last couple hot takes okay. or bold predictions. Um, I think, A, he doesn't have – a consistent enough quarterback. I looked at his numbers and I don't fully disagree with you and him succeeding. Like I, I like Corey Davis and I think he's going to be good. I just think that that offense has had so long to try to figure itself out. And Marcus Mariota has had so long to try to figure itself out Yeah, or figure himself out. And, and it's just, he's been hurt. He hasn't been able to stay on the field. His statistics, per 16 games have gotten worse every single year. He has not improved or gotten better. So Marcus Mariota has to improve in order for Corey Davis to have any chance. So your take is basically saying mm-hmm. it's like two takes in one. It's that Corey Davis well, is going to have make a, a good season. dish. You, yeah, put a little salt, you put a little pepper, pepper in. Yeah. You know? But uh, so I think I personally, you can believe Otherwise, but I personally believe Marcus Mariota or Ryan Tannehill have to be good in order for more Corey Davis to take that step into a top 10 wide receiver. I wouldn't say they have to be necessarily good. They do have to be better than what, like Mariota has to be better than what he's been the last few years. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, cause but, uh, uh, Corey Davis was number 27 in fantasy football in 16 games this year. Yeah. We're playing Gabriel's quarterback for half, but yeah. He was targeted 111 times, too, which is pretty good. Like I think for, that number can only go up, honestly. If he I gets targeted 150 times and he improves his 58% catch rate, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but where he's going right now is is late, late. So for me, I think Corey Davis is a player that you should target as a – I don't think he's going – how late is he going? As like as, he was ranked round. the 31st wide receiver, so I don't know what that is. Probably like the 10th round. Uh Corey Davis, Corey Davis, 11th round. So my thought is that Corey Davis is a guy that you want to target in that round. Like I would definitely take him there yeah. in, or 10th, 11th, 12th. Now these round. are bold predictions. Yeah. I'm not, I'm obviously I'm, not going to take Corey Davis in like the yeah, 7th round. Everyone's but. like, oh my God, yeah. Rick told me to take him in the 6th round. <laughs> he said uh, he was going to be a top 12 wide receiver. I took him in the top 12. What are you doing? No, <laughs> value people, value. Uh, so I think Corey Davis is – Corey Davis is worth the look. Yeah, at the tight end position. I mean, uh, w- again with the tight ends, it's like you're haunted by tight ends. I know right it's now. true. Um, at the wide receiver position, I think Corey Davis could be a a top fifteen wide receiver, a high end RB two. I mean, wide receiver two. Mike, what is what is happening to me right now, dude? I'm telling you, you're haunted. Wide receiver two, and I think that there is a good chance that he takes that leap. Um, and that's why I would invest a, a draft pick into him. 
I just don't know if I can, like I said, make the leap into the conversation of being like that type okay. of guy. But hey, this is all together as a fantasy champion. So if you get it right, I get it right too. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> this is fine. All right. Go all right so boss. this is a take I know you won't agree with. I saved the chatter for last. My final bold prediction of the show is that Patrick Mahomes will not finish as a top five quarterback in 2019. I'm off the set. Now, hear me out. I almost just walked away. Your love of Patrick Mahomes needs to be put in a box to the left, like the Beyonce song. Why? Well, <laughs> you just refer to Beyonce? I did. Um, so we all know that Patrick Mahomes had maybe one of the greatest seasons a quarterback has ever had in the NFL. Yes. This only leads to a touchdown and yards. We all know that he's going to have some form of a touchdown and a yards regression. Right. There's no way. There's no way he continues yeah. to keep up Even with Even the that biggest pace. Mahomes supporters like myself. Yeah. Um, I think so. Obviously, he's going to re- regress in yards, regress in touchdowns. There is going to be no Tyreek Hill for half the season. Even if he does come back, I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to be the difference between him and the top five. Okay. Um, QB1 quarterbacks don't finish as QB1s the year after. So there is, for people who want to draft Patrick Mahomes in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth round, or as the first quarterback off the board, I don't don't take him as the first quarterback off the board. I would bet money that he does not finish as a top, a number one quarterback okay. next year. Okay. Um, so just to give you some some metrics on this, there have been two quarterbacks that have in the last eight years, two quarterbacks who have, or I'm sorry, in the last seven years, six years. Forgive me. Quick math. Quick math is not working out for me. Um. Yeah, in the last six years, there have been just two quarterbacks who have finished in the top five after finishing number one in fantasy football. So the following year, they they finished in, they finished in the top five. Okay, it was in 2013. Drew Brees finished. Uh, 2012. Drew Brees finished as the number one quarterback in fantasy football. The following year, he finished number two. In case you didn't know, That's, you know, pretty good. Drew Brees is is uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Dude, Mahomes isn't. I'm kidding. You just looked at me like... <laughs> I looked at you like you were... Yeah. Let's give it like five years first. Peyton Manning in 2013 finished as the number one quarterback in fantasy football. The following year, he finished four. Also, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time okay. and going to be in the Hall of Fame. Since then... Now, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be in the Hall of Fame and he's not that level, but he's not the same type of quarterback mm-hmm. as... Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady, especially because he can't win Super Bowls. Or well, see, that's just—he's uh, <laughs> the best quarterback in the league right we now. We disagree with that. Okay, a lot, but okay. Aaron Rodgers in 2014 finished as the number one quarterback in fantasy. The following year, he finished seven. In 2015, Cam Newton finished as the number one quarterback in fantasy. The following year, he finished 17. Yeah, that was. A- Aaron Rodgers the following year. 
uh, finished as the number one quarterback in fantasy. The following, uh, the the year after that, he finished as a number twenty nine. He did get hurt that year, so I'll take you that with a grain someone. of salt. Yeah. Um, in twenty seventeen, Russell Wilson finished as the number one quarterback in fantasy. Following year, number nine, Patrick Mahomes finished the two thousand eighteen fantasy football season as the number one quarterback in fantasy football. And in twenty nineteen, he'll be probably like six or seven. But I don't think he's going to finish in the top five. And I just laid out very reasonable metrics to make that argument. Yeah. There are going to be people because I see I see Patrick Mahomes is basically what Aaron Rodgers was when he was young. So I could see like what Aaron Rodgers did in 2014 as the number 1 quarterback in fantasy. I could see him dropping to 6 or 7. Um the following year similar to how Rodgers did. You just can't follow up a season like that. Assuming that Patrick Mahomes is going to be as good as he was last year right. is fooling yourself. And I think I, you know, as as a as a fantasy football player who has bought in on quarterbacks before and wanted to buy Rodgers after a number one overall season, and you draft him as the number one quarterback on the board. Second round. And then you yeah, in the second round, and you get burned. Aaron Rodgers has done that before. We've seen quarterbacks like Tom Brady do that before. Peyton Manning do that before. Drew Brees do do that before. It is so hard for a quarterback, especially a guy who's only in his third year, to finish back-to-back seasons as a top top-end quarterback, top five in fantasy football. It is so hard to do that. And so many people are going to draft Mahomes in the second and third round, and they're going to get absolutely torched Will I be buying Patrick Mahomes next season okay. in the seventh or eighth round? Probably, yeah. But like seventh or eighth. I th- I just if Mahomes repeats this, mm-hmm. if he somehow repeats this, he would be defying history. Like so it, we're not just we're just not just like, we're not just talking about we're not just talking about him doing something that history. <laughs> we're, we're not just talking about something that has never happened before. We're talking about something that is almost impossible to do. So, when Mahomes inevitably inevitably finishes in the top five, I'm not talking about finishing just, in the top five. I'm talking about finishing like one, two, or three. Okay. So if no, if Mahomes does finish one, two, or three, can I just get some quotes from Morgan Colby? Yeah, take as many quotes down as you want, and then greatest quarterback of suck all time. It when I am right. <laughs> greatest quarterback of all time. You want to say it? If he, he goes, oh back no, to heck, heck no. Okay. I'm just trying. <laughs> that's <some> that's. <laughs> would, you um, be, would you be willing to put no? <laughs> so that just shows but this is my this is my take. bold prediction I, I i do believe i i think that like i said that there is other reasons why and i've talked about this before that i believe he's going to regress more than usual i think it's more to the ends of last year when you drafted him he started the season with one of the best running backs in football with one of the best tight ends in football yeah. with one of the best wide receivers in football and one of the best offensive lines in football. Like he had literally every piece dropped in front of him. He did. He's not going to have Tyreek Hill. He does not have Kareem Perhaps Hunt. The, the I believe they lost one of their offensive linemen. Um, mm. And they still have Travis Kelsey. They're going to throw an insane amount to. But the less talent you have, the harder it is to produce. If Patrick Mahomes produces at the level that he did last, I think the biggest thing that people are not realizing is that he's going to regress about 15 to 16 touchdowns next year. Like, he's not going to throw 40. No. Well, 
Um, <laughs> Bro, he's not going to throw 40 touchdowns. How many did he throw last year? 50. Flat. He might get 40. No, he's not going to get he 40. He might get 40. I mean, I can go give you he the might, numbers of what quarterbacks might, get after they get throw 40. 50. If he plays a, whole, a full season... Because Peyton Manning and Tom Brady... I don't think he's going to throw 50 again. I don't even think he'll throw 45. But he might... He might he's not going to throw 40. Might, he, he might throw 40. 35 to 38. Oh boy! Do you see the? I I I, I would, well, I would say thirty-five to forty. I can't. I, but that's saying. See, he, and but, I'm not going to disagree with that. But the, I I've talked about this before. Do you know how many times in history there has been a quarterback to throw forty or more touchdowns in a season? Huh. This has just happened so thir- in the history of the NFL. It has happened thirteen times. You're telling me that Patrick Mahomes is going to do it twice. I think in the modern NFL, where they preach, and all the rule books, and all hey, all the rule all the rules right now are pro throwing the football, pass interference. I've never I seen that. a league with as much inflated passing stats as we've seen. You yeah, don't I think just it's don't, possible. I don't think it's. Po- I think it's possible. Yes, that a quarterback could probably throw forty touchdowns in two straight seasons. Yes, but it's not. Like I said, a lot of what you're what you want and a lot of people what a lot of people are expecting from Patrick Mahomes is defying is defying history. It's defying like what it, the norm is. I'm not saying And if gonna, he does that, yeah. then he's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen to play this game. But I don't think that's going to be the case. He's such a young quarterback. He played very well last year. It was he was very hot all season. Part of the reason why he got to that 50 touchdown threshold was because he had what was it? Two games with six touchdowns and three games with five touchdowns. That's not going to happen again. That's not going to happen again, Rick. Mm. I I I don't know what I can't convince you. You your love of Patrick Mahomes I'm is just, just saying, too deep. So Mahomes, the ocean is too deep and too him, wide for you for to him swim to out not of. finish in the top. Burn at the stake with your Patrick Mahomes for him to finish outside of the top five this year. Yep. he would probably have to have about a hundred less fantasy points than he did last year, right? Um, I, let me pull out the numbers. I just want to see him right now. Because he had 70 more fantasy points than the second person last year. Let me repeat that. He had 70 fantasy points more than the second ranked Hold quarterback last season. I'm going to minus some things out. 354. It was uh, 63. 63 fantasy so, points. That's still a lot. 63 fantasy points more. Yeah. So you know the how how much of a decrease he'd have to have? I think it all comes. I'm telling you right now, if Patrick Tyreek Hill is only going to miss half the season, that's half the season. Tyreek Hill is not God, Rick. <laughs> no, but he. I mean, he's so, one of the best receivers in the league, dude. If it, okay, is it possible for Patrick Mahomes to get to 35 touchdowns? Yes. Do you think that's a that's yes. reasonable for me to predict that he stops at 35 and that's it? Just take I that. think it's I think it's reasonable okay, for you right. to predict that. That's, yes, I guess that's sixty. Set that that right there is a total of fifteen less touchdowns, which is sixty less fantasy points. So if you want me to start pulling out fantasy points, I will continue doing this. He had last year five thousand ninety-seven yards. Now I don't think it's reasonably impossible for him to reach five thousand yards because we've seen so many quarterbacks do it. Plus the way he plays the game of football. Yep. It's not like he's not a quarterback that's going to throw 
500 uh, six uh, or complete 500 or 450 passes like Drew Brees would, you know what I mean, and and put up 5,000 yards. So I think he could fall like 4,800 yards. That's not unreasonable to think either. See, all these, all at these that at that point, you're talking about about 70 less fantasy points. I think he could throw more interceptions. No, I don't know about that. As well as this is the this is the key metric. Last year, last year, Patrick Mahomes had 417 fantasy points. Matt Ryan had 354 fantasy points. Ben Roethlisberger had 341. Deshaun Watson had 331. Andrew Luck, 327. Aaron Rodgers, 312. Jared Goff, 310. Drew Brees, 303. How many quarterbacks did I just list with 300-plus fantasy points? A decent amount. Eight. One quarterback finished in 2017 with 300-plus fantasy points. Last year was a good year for fantasy quarterbacks. Like it really was, it was obscene. How so you're many saying fans. the whole competition is going to go down too, right? I'm saying that every single quarterback is going to drop in fantasy points next year, and Patrick Mahomes is going to be triple that. Well, see, I was just going to say, that, I'm not that's even, I'm not that. even saying that he is going to be like a sucky quarterback so, wait, and fall on. completely on, out of the top wait, wait, ten wait, wait, and suck. Out, I'm saying he's going to go out, from one out. to six. How time hard out. is that? Time out. It's not that hard. It's not. I'm getting heated. I've, I've I've said everything you said. I was like, yeah, that's. I guess that's kind of fair, even though it's low end. He says kind of fair. <laughs> it's not low end. It's just you just said every quarterback last year was inflated, so they're all all their stats are going to go down. So what you're saying is, if Mahomes does this and throws, you know, let's just say you're right. If Patrick Mahomes throws 35 to 40 touchdowns, yes, he'll probably finish in the top three. I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think he's going to throw 35? No, I think he's going to throw 30. <laughs> 30 to 35 is where I, I kind of think he's going to go. You don't think he's going to throw... Th- plays a full season. Plays a full 16 games. You don't think he's going to throw 35? No. I think he might reach 35. Okay. okay. that's It's reasonable. Okay, you can let that speak for itself, but I just want to give you some numbers. So, hello, the year one. <laughs> yeah, year. I have an emergency. The year um, this building is currently on fire. <laughs> there was a take that was way too hot. It was a bold prediction. Yep, bold prediction. In 2016, Aaron Rodgers finished with 380 fantasy points. Right. In 2017, we all know what happened. In 2017, he finished 29th because he got hurt. Um, I look at the numbers from his let's just go from 20 let's do 2014 and 2015 instead because he was the number one quarterback in 2014 in 2014 he finished with 4,381 yards and 38 touchdowns the yardage is not really the difference maker for a quarterback it's the touchdowns the amount of touchdowns that the guy accumulates so he had 38 touchdowns that year finished as the number one quarterback in fantasy in 2016 number one quarterback in fantasy he hit 40 um in those seasons, he threw over 444 yards, roughly. Uh, the season following, 2014, he threw 3,000 in 16 games, 3,821 yards and 31 touchdowns in that season with eight interceptions. Are you telling me that Patrick Mahomes, that, that if you were to ask fantasy football people in 2014, just coming off the you know, spectacular year for Aaron Rodgers in 2014. And you were to tell fantasy football people 
and and people who were drafting Aaron Rodgers number one that he was going to get three thousand eight hundred twenty yards and like eight less touchdowns. Would you have believed them? No. So what I'm saying right now is unbelievable, but it could be feasible. And if it does happen, you're going to sit there and you're going to okay, go, well, oh, frick. I'm not going to. But I didn't draft Patrick Mahomes because I wasn't drafting quarterbacks early. Dude, are you kidding me? I'm definitely going to take Mahomes. <laughs> I'm not saying your take is ridiculous. I'm not. I know. I kind of <laughs> have been, but it's just I I think he's going to still finish in the top like seven. It's more just my personal love for Mahomes than anything, and I will I know, admit you that. you got to let it go. I let go Aaron Jones' hate. You gotta let go of Patrick Mahomes' love. No, I'm. I will never <laughs> let go of Patrick no. Mahomes' love, dude. Yeah, I. I just think that the touchdowns will re, will regress significantly. I don't think. See the. I think he'll still get thirty-five. That's where we differ. I guess. So I di- We both agree that I, the, the the sample size is so freaking small for quarterbacks who've done this before. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But Peyton Manning did throw. 55 touchdowns, he holds the record. The following season after that, he threw 39, which, good God, Peyton. He's so good. He's so good at football. Um, I'll go back to 2004. Manning threw uh, 49 touchdowns in that season. Mm -hmm. That was 2004. (laughs) Peyton Manning in 2004. Wow. Uh, Following season, he had 28 3,700. He had 4,500 yards and 49 touchdowns. Following season, 3,747 yards, 28 touchdowns. Um, so for me, there's. I think there there's going to be like he threw basically 50 touchdowns and then threw 28. Good for a great season for a quarterback in the NFL. Like 28 touchdowns, 28, yeah. 29, 30. So. To jump in that thing and say, oh, my God, he's definitely going to throw 40 or 35 or whatever. It's just hard for a quarterback to do that in it general. It is hard, but... Yeah, like, Mahomes is not there yet. He's not one of the we'll greatest see. quarterbacks of all time yet. All right, give me your final bold take. All right, this will be Before quick. I start going further into this, we, I'm going to go we, deep dive into Tom Brady's stats right now for my own sake. We actually kind of both agree, I think. I think. I don't know if you agree with me to this extent. And this is a bold prediction, so... Oh, flip. Sorry, I just dropped something. This is a bold prediction, so yeah, it's probably a little extreme to what you would think, but I don't think Brandon Cooks will finish as a top 30 wide receiver in fantasy. Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks. I disagree. Okay. Here's why. I'm partly, this is, this is a bold prediction. I, I'm not saying that I don't think. Top 30 is top hot. Top 30. Dude, this is called bold predictions. I came up with my hot spicy takes. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're saying Patrick Rollins ain't gonna finish in the top five. This, this is this is the spiciest. Well, I don't know. Corey Davis is pretty spicy. These these are two pretty spicy takes. Here's why: when all three got all the big three wide receivers for the Rams were on the field last year, Brandon Cooks was the odd man out. I'm sorry, I thought he was Robert Woods. I won't disagree with this one fully. Oh, okay. Although I think he's gonna be an RB two. I mean, a wide receiver too. So, well, this is why it's bold, bro. You say you say one thing, exaggerated a little. I'm just bit, gonna write RB three in the notes. You mean WR three, bro? Brandon Cooks, wide receiver. <laughs> I need to. I need to go to so sleep. So when all three guys were on the field for the Rams, Brandon Cooks was the odd man out. I think he was 22nd. I think when all three guys were out there among yeah. the receivers in the league. So me saying outside of top 30 is a little bit bold, but he was 22nd. And the team had statistically, with the Rams, the best offense in the NFL. 
So I don't think their offense is going to be as good next year as it was last year. Or it's kind of like what the Rams' second half offense. Oh, see, you're nodding your head. I'm getting you a little bit. And you take into no, I'm account. I'm still reading Brady's statistics. Oh, I'm that's why. <laughs> so you take into account that Brandon Cooks has an injury history. Yeah. Which I don't think he was injured last year, was he? No. So I think chances are he's going to get hurt this year too. You take those two factors in. I'm trying to be quick right now because we spent yeah. 25 minutes on Patrick Mahomes. You take those More two like factors I in. I think it's reasonable Mahomes. to say that Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Is going to have it down here. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I think that if if they all stay healthy, that definitely would happen. I think a lot of people are extremely high on Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Um, he's not he's a slot a, receiver. He's, like he's the fourth rounder. Right he's an outside receiver, and I think I think people are going to get burned. I'm not going to go as bullish as you as finishing outside. Well, that's the why top it's, that's 30. why it's a bold prediction, bro. I think he could finish in as an RB three. That's I mean, a, dude, you got. <laughs> oh my gosh, wide receiver three. Man, oh man, my brain's fried. Um, yeah, so I don't think Brandon Cooks is going to finish as a wide receiver two. I think he'll finish as a wide receiver three, and a lot of people are going to be surprised by that. Um, that'll do it for our bold prediction episode. It was a little bit longer than usual yeah. because of Patrick Mahomes. It was just because Mahomes. You knew that was going to happen. Either, either, either you need to chill out on your Mahomes love or I need to chill out on my Mahomes ta- hate. Probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, but that'll do it for our Bold Predictions episode. Uh, I'm curious to see at the end of the season to look back on this episode and see. Oh, we're probably going to be like 0 yeah. for 6. 0 for 6. <laughs> yeah. Um, be sure to listen next week as we begin a new group of episodes about the best value picks from each position uh, we'll start off with quarterbacks on Tuesday. Uh, you got any closing thoughts for us, boss? All right. Here's the real bold take. Oh, for the next five years, Patrick Mahomes will be the number one ranked quarterback. Easy. Uh, see you later. <laughs> see you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.